Hey there, it's Sanjay. You know, while the Chasing Life team is hard at work on the next season of the podcast, I wanted to share a recent documentary that first aired on The Whole Story with Anderson Cooper. It's my seventh special on medical marijuana, and it's called Weed 7, A Senior Moment. In part one, I was over in Israel talking to scientists and families who found success using marijuana for patients suffering with dementia. Well, in the second part of the documentary, we're going to travel to Palm Beach, Florida, where others are now seeing success using marijuana to treat what I call the nuisances of aging. Yes, sweetie. This is Neil Rosenblum and his wife, Iris. Iris? Yeah. How are you? My wife's mother and sister and aunt, they had Alzheimer's. It scared her half to death, and it progressed very slowly. Maybe four years ago, she cried for a half an hour every morning like clockwork. This is full-on crying? Cry. Did they try different medications? She had enough antidepressants to keep an elephant calm. And still, she cried. In 2019, they started a pilot program here at Morse Life. It's a senior living community in Florida. Hi, Iris. Iris was given cannabis. You look so beautiful today. You had to... Dr. Melanie Bone runs the program. We do CBD, all of the different CBs in them, and the terpenes. One, two, three. Dr. Bones came along, gave her one. Stop crying. Done. Iris. Here we go, sweetie. Takes one in the morning, one at night. It's over. That sounds extraordinary. Magic. It was so impressive how that worked, kind of like Charlotte Figgy, where you see the seizures change and you go, oh my gosh. What's that? What's that? The world paid attention to Charlotte Figgy, <laughs> who we first introduced you to 10 years ago. <laughs> she used to have some 300 seizures a week and nothing worked <laughs> until she was given cannabis. And then her seizures nearly completely stopped. It changed everything for her and the world. And now seniors at the very opposite of the age spectrum are using it in several countries to treat behavioral symptoms such as aggression. And also increasingly for what I call the nuisances of aging. Everything from sleep disorders to pain to anxiety. As Dr. Bones saw success with those patients in the memory care unit, she also saw it with the hundreds of other residents using cannabis all over Morse Life. Like 98-year-old Marvin Horowitz and 94-year-old Ken Tillman. I gotta warn you. Ask him if he's ever invited. With these two, it's kind of hard to get a word in edgewise. I'm only going to say nice things about your mom. <laughs> that's, and that's hard. I told you it was my <laughs> agent. Bullshit. <laughs> we weren't even finished setting up, and they were eager to get their message out. My main purpose here 
is that people over 90 should not stop living. Yeah. I've taken it over a year religiously and it's reinvented my life. I gotta take a little more. It's another living lab on a much larger scale than the Hadarim nursing home in Israel. It also has amazing results. I want the equivalent of this. But also cautionary tales. It's actually going to be a little bit stronger. It's an uncharacteristically cloudy spring day in West Palm Beach, Florida. But for 94-year-old Ken Tillman, it's all sunshine. After all, he's driving to pick up his monthly supply of medical marijuana. Well, well, well. Fancy car. I like it. How are you, sir? Old guys driving cars. (laughs) And old guys, seniors, using weed. You know, even after my cannabis experience, I got to tell you, this all still feels a bit surreal. I never thought I would be taken through a dispensary by a 94-year-old who's going to show me around. (laughs) Who else would take you? (laughs) I give him my card. Now, don't be fooled. Ken is a seasoned pro. Kenneth? Yes. We're ready for okay. you. Yes. I, I want the equivalent of this in your label. Okay, a thousand percent. So we actually do have something perfect for you. So it's actually going to be a little bit stronger. Right. Um, okay, and, and my discounts. We actually no. have a wisdom discount. And who qualifies for the wisdom discount? And it is actually any patient who is over the age of 55. So yeah, you heard that right. Over here, they call it the wisdom discount. It's not a senior discount or an elderly discount. It's wisdom. I love that because it is the wisdom and the experience which has helped Ken on his cannabis journey. How are you feeling about this? I don't mind uh, trying it and, and finding my, my uh, niche. After a couple of years of trial and error, Ken has found his groove. But Ken's cannabis story actually started with an awful scare. It happened in the middle of the night. I was afraid I was going to fall out of bed because I, I started to get dizzy and I was confused. And I was holding on to the mattress uh, on one side because I was afraid I was going to fall. Were you nervous before the first yeah. time you ever tried yes, gummies? Robin Savage, our cannabis newbie, she had a similar experience when she took some CBD gummies for sleep. When I started to fall asleep, I felt like my chest was closing in. I literally... I was so disoriented, I I couldn't walk. Finding the right sweet spot can be very problematic for people. When we told Dr. Stacy Gruber what had happened to Ken and Robin, she wasn't surprised. CBD and other constituents is a really, really tricky thing. Our patients do describe, by self-report, significant improvement in sleep, both reduced time to fall asleep and staying asleep. The scientific evidence is less rigorous here. So here is what we know. THC is usually seen as a sedative, kind of chills you out, calms you down. But the problem is that in certain cases, the exact same strain can do almost the opposite. It can be a stimulant. As you increase the dose, it can go from being sedating to being stimulating. As for CBD, some studies show just the reverse. Low doses can make you more alert, high doses sleepy. As a result, There is no perfect strain or dose for everyone. It is trial and error. And on top of that, it's not just what you take, but how you take it as well. 
One big problem is older adults very often, they eat it, it's a cookie, it's a gummy, it's, it's some kind of an edible, and then they have to digest it before the effect becomes apparent. So it's very, very easy to have a problem with dosing. Here's why. Your metabolism naturally slows as you age. So that edible, which may have typically kicked in in about an hour, now takes two hours. Thinking that the edible didn't work, the senior may take another edible, sometimes a stronger one. It's called stacking, and it can be a huge problem. Imagine a scenario where somebody takes what they think is one dose of something, and it's already too high. The experience that they have is actually getting worse over time, right? It's like the gift that keeps on giving. My fear, and I think probably if you would poll the community, this community, the greatest fear people have is falling. And researchers have in fact seen a dramatic increase in cannabis-related ER visits. One California study documented 366 visits by seniors in 2005, which then skyrocketed to more than 12,000 in 2019. I met up with Dr. Vaishal Tolia. He runs one of the first geriatric emergency rooms in the country. It's at the University of California, San Diego. You know, their geriatric patients aren't just older adults. They have a really unique set of needs. Especially when it comes to drug-drug interactions. Cannabis use can interact with many medications that patients are often on and cause cognitive impairment, dizziness, and some of the underlying reasons for why they actually presented to the emergency department. Do we understand enough about th those types of interactions? I think studies, particularly in the senior population, are very limited right now. Have they now inadvertently increased the amount of other things they're taking, like an anticoagulant? So these things are all incredibly important to be mindful of. Would you say that your quality of life, your pain, is a little better? It's why doctors like Dr. Bone work very closely with their cannabis patients. We're going to be back in one second with your drops. She knows that things can go wrong and fast. I think most of the bad things we see with cannabis is when people just take it and it's more like the recreational side, mm -hmm. which is pretty unregulated for seniors and can have devastating consequences. A treat. So if you're going to use it, try to do it when I'm around so I can make sure that everything's okay, but also start small. Start at a lower dose, see how it affects you. We heard that over and over. Start low, go slow. It's something Robin told us she did not do. Despite the warning she heard at the dispensary, she started with the high-dose gummy that she had purchased at another store. It really scared me it, to the point where I won't even take any CBD, anything anymore. For Ken, the story is very different. After his scare, he met with his cannabis doctor, who amazingly Hi, Ken. makes old-fashioned house calls. Dr. Bone continues to check in and monitor his use. Have you noticed anything different in how you feel physically? What you're witnessing in all of this is a potential new model for cannabis-based health care. But the question, is it viable nationwide, and could it actually make cannabis use for seniors safer? The answer to these questions might lie right where we started, in Israel. That when we come back.
Near the old city, a very modern building with a very progressive mandate, government regulation of medicinal cannabis. Here at the Ministry of Health in Jerusalem, they've been focused on reform now for the last couple of years, even setting up this special cannabis unit to help oversee it. But, but to me, what's fascinating... Dr. Arnon Efek is probably going to surprise you. He's the one who helped create that cannabis unit. I got to tell you, you're the former Surgeon General of Israel. You're wearing a green shirt, you have a cannabis tie, you have green glasses. You're all in on what's happening with cannabis here. Well, when we started, you couldn't think of some person who will be the totally opposite of the person you choose for that mission. I never smoked in my life. I never took cannabis. Just one drop. But I truly believe that our mission right now, based on scientific knowledge, is to spread this idea into the medical world so more physicians will prescribe medical-grade cannabis to their patients. It's an extraordinary statement and it has one guiding principle. We wanted this medical plan to be produced in a very careful way. Because the first saying in, in medicine is premium non nocere, do not do harm. Do no harm. That was the goal when they reformed Israel's entire medical cannabis system. Creating strict regulations for growing, manufacturing, and distributing cannabis standards that essentially treated marijuana as a medicine. Those standards ensure that the product will be consistent and safe. And every product in Israel comes with a certificate of analysis. So the patient can look at the analysis and see exactly the cannabinoids in the product. We are doing six different testing. One of them. Dr. Dedi Miri is responsible for analyzing all of Israel's cannabis. Don't forget that sometimes patients taking cannabis when they are very sick, when their immune is deficient, you don't want to have their pesticides and you don't want to have microbiology and things like that when the body is so weak. So I can have any of those three. And when the body is so vulnerable, as with seniors, in Israel, in order that the product to reach to the pharmacy, it needs to be tested all the way. Yes, you heard him right. Cannabis is now available here in pharmacies. Real pharmacies. So let me give you an idea of how this works. Once you get your cannabis prescription from a doctor, you can then take it to one of more than 300 pharmacies that have been authorized by the Ministry of Health to sell medical grade cannabis. Now these are pharmacies that are gonna sell both traditional medications as well as medical marijuana. Let's go take a look. Are you seeing people who are seniors, people over the age of 65? Yeah, 65, 75, 85, 90. Veteran pharmacist Leon Granat says that 98% of his business is now cannabis and much of that for seniors. Do you think about elderly patients taking cannabis differently than you think about younger patients? It's different because we need 
to help them to use the cannabis in the right way. It's not only selling them here in the pharmacy. We are uh, talking to them in the evening. You'll call them? In yeah, the uh -huh. yeah. And it's not just outpatient pharmacies, but also inpatient geriatric hospitals, including what are known as CCUs. That stands for Cannabis Care Units. This is a huge difference in the United States, and I really hope we can be there soon. What do you think is holding back the United States from creating reforms like you're describing? Each state has its own policy and own ruling. There are certain states people can take cannabis as much as they want. On the other hand, there are other states that do not permit the use of cannabis. I think it's an incredibly challenging framework within which to work currently because you have state and federal law a bit at odds with each other. And all of that makes it extremely difficult, even dangerous to navigate, especially for seniors. When we think about our older adults who are on a fixed budget, who plunk down $100 for a one-ounce bottle of something that should have 30, 40, 50 megs per mil and it has one or two, and may contain other things like residual solvents or other things that could be potentially very harmful. We took these specific concerns to Dr. Nora Volko. It's always much harder to regulate the plant. She's the director of the National Institute on Drug Abuse. And then just those I'm more worried with respect to potential negative effects, cardiovascular, pulmonary negative effects, effects from uh, interactions of marijuana with other compounds that they may be taking. Every day. Yeah. I think that uh, Israel is offering us an example of how to basically advance research. They have been leaders from the beginning. You think Israel could be a good model for the United States in terms of advancing research, regulating cannabis and making it safer for people? Yes. Do you think we'll ever get to that point? I am an optimist by nature. <laughs> <laughs> over the last 10 years, hey, sweetheart. over and over again, it's what surprised us the most. Just the relief. The optimism. Thank you. The possibility. Immediate pain relief. The impact that carefully controlled cannabis could have. I would get to Even on seniors. Do you think cannabis could change the face of aging? I think it's one of the things that can make us age more gracefully and comfortably. Absolutely. I would love to be with you again. I think cannabis can improve aging, so at least living better for sure. I would love to have you back again. We deserve to live a quality of life as we age. As we ate in this endless summer night. A better quality of life for the seniors we met all over the world. So many times, marijuana seems to have given them that. Pain-free walks on the beach for Barbara. Yoga for Nama. Quiet time for Ken and Iris. Ruthie and Joseph. <laughs> Laughter for Ken. The record shows 
and songs for Marvin. And did it my way. God bless America. There are still a lot more studies to be done on cannabis and its risks and benefits for the elderly, but it is already catching on. People over 65 years old are now considered the fastest growing demographic of cannabis customers. Thanks for watching the whole story. I'll see you next Sunday.